I can play in this league and I, I can play ball. You know, so I'm doing it on scouts. You know, I didn't that whole last year wasn't a waste, and I didn't take those those reps for granted. And I was trying to get better every day, all 17 weeks. And I think that was when I, when I realized, you know, it's a, one thing I tell young guys: it's about confidence. Um, this thing is all about confidence, and then you'll be able to relax. You can go make those plays that you made in college when you were the man, or, or make in high school because you relax, not thinking, and you're just playing ball. You're worried about your routes, and, um, and that's when it becomes fun. And that's what I, I learn out here every day. Um, I'm going against Pat Peak, going against Breland. Um, There's just such a high level, especially going with the ones. Like, I love it because it's so hard, but it's fun. Yo, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson from the Vikings Entertainment Network alongside my guy, Chris Corso. As always, Chris, pleasure having you on again. Always a great time talking to you. Uh, we got a loaded show for the guests that are listening in today. Coming up on the show, the possible wide receiver number three for the Minnesota Vikings. He'll join. His name is KJ Osborne. Of course, we have all been hearing about him and all the raving that have been coming from inside the TCO Performance Center this offseason. So he'll join the show. Looking forward to talking to him. Corso, I know you got a lot of questions for him. I got some, too. He's I know he's a great guy, but a lot of people don't get to talk to him much. But we will get to his interview later in the show, so stay tuned to that. Um, but there was some some important, important news that came out of the TCO Performance Center, where more importantly on Instagram this past Wednesday night, Corso, correct me if I'm wrong, Cameron Smith, Vikings linebacker, now former Vikings linebacker, um, officially announced his retirement from the NFL and from the Minnesota Vikings. He says, after careful consideration and thorough discussion with my friends and family, I've made the difficult decision to retire from the NFL. I know this transition isn't going to be easy, but I'm excited to tackle this next chapter of my life with the same passion and pursuit that I did football. I am grateful for and will forever cherish the many opportunities that I have been given to me through football. He finishes by saying, I truly appreciate the support from all my friends, family, and entire Vikings organization, USC, Athletes First, and everyone who has been by my side along the way. Thanks again, Cam. Um, very heart heartfelt message. I did not read the beginning of that message where he talked about his open heart surgery and just how he grappled with that and trying to figure out, should he come back? Should he not? And then I guess, Corso, this, this, the concussion he had this past Saturday against the Denver Broncos, I think that ultimately led to his decision of, hey, I need to take care of my body. So very unfortunate news, but excited that he has taken the, the brave step in his life and in his career to um, do what's best for him and what's best for his family. I agree, Gabe. And I think there was a moment in the Vikings mic'd up segment from preseason game number one. And obviously it was Smith who was mic'd up for the game. And right before the game at U.S. Bank Stadium, he goes up to Eric Kendricks, the Vikings starting middle linebacker. And he says, at one point in the last year, I never thought that I'd have this feeling again. And Kendricks just kind of embraced him and said, that's pretty cool, man. So um, if you get a chance, go check that out on Vikings.com. Just an unbelievable thing that Cam Smith was able to get back on the field for an NFL preseason game. Obviously, at the end of the day, he went with his health and his body uh, instead of continuing to play in the NFL, which I think all of us can respect uh, what these guys do, putting their bodies on the line. And, and just his trip all the way back to that moment before the game at U.S. Bank Stadium, I think that just sums it all up. And I really wouldn't be surprised, Gabe, if he tries to be a coach someday. I've heard Vikings co-defensive coordinator Adam Zimmer say it. 
he said Cameron Smith has the ability to be a coach in the NFL if he wants to. So uh, I certainly think that might be his calling card in the future. Who I could be wrong. Who knows? I agree with you there. Think about all of last year where he missed uh, all of last season with open heart surgery. He was in the linebacker room pretty much every single day throughout the year. So he was still coaching those guys up, still getting the same coaching from co-defensive coordinator Adam Zimmer. And you can tell that is his passion. So for Adam Zimmer to say something like that, I, I think coaching is surely on his horizon. Um, I would be surprised if he's not in the meeting room one or two days a week throughout the season this year. I may be wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if that happened because I'm sure he still loves the game. And I'm sure last year probably gave him a deeper appreciation for the other side of, of football, which is the coaching aspect. So he, he's not going to be out in the field anymore, but he, he does have a lot of knowledge to bring to some of those guys that are still in the room. I'm just thinking of Troy Dyes or Ryan Connolly's, even Nick Vigil, who's you know a veteran in the league, but he could still use some coaching. Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr, all those guys really respect Cam Smith. So back to our point of him announcing his retirement, I'm so happy for him, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for him. Um, Mike Zimmer also has some comments about Cam Smith and what he meant to this Vikings organization. Also, let's get to that. You know, what, what I said to him was basically, you know, that he was out here every day for practice last year, had a script. Um, loves the game. Um, you know, I said, take a few days and think about it. You don't have to make this decision now. And he was pretty set on it. So, you know, he's a good kid. Always great hearing those words of encouragement from head coach Mike Zimmer. I know he did not expect this to happen, but like all of us, Corso, he is extremely proud that a guy like Cam Smith made a, a tough decision like this and, and is sticking with it. And I'm sure he's going to have a, a, a major role or a major impact on the linebacker community in the NFL. If not the NFL, then somewhere in sports. He's a great human being, a great person, and just a great role model for people to follow. But let's get into the show, Corso. And we are two, well, one day away for the Minnesota Vikings preseason game number two matchup against the Indianapolis Colts. 7 p.m. kickoff at U.S. Bank Stadium. Corso, it is going to be the biggest dress rehearsal of the year. The starters will play. So expect to see Kirk Cousins, your Dalvin Cooks. I don't know about Dalvin Cook, but at least Adam Thielen, maybe a Daniil Hunter. All those guys will be dressed up, ready to play. But more importantly, fans will be in attendance. And that was on full effect this past Saturday against the Denver Broncos. Just seeing some of the some of the purple faithful. You know, Corso, I've never experienced a home game at U.S. Bank Stadium. So Seeing last week's game, I think it was 45,000. I'm expecting a little bit more this week simply because the starters are playing. But you can't ask for a, a much better matchup than this upcoming Saturday's game. Starters on starters, maybe it's a quarter, maybe it's two quarters, but football is back. Absolutely. The Colts are definitely one of the best teams in the AFC on both sides of the ball. A really strong defense and a very strong offensive line. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how our offense, the first team offense, I don't know how many drives they'll get. I hope they get more than they probably should be out there just because I want to see them out on the field. I want to see what this unit looks like and I want to see Kirk Cousins and what he brings to this team. But I, we, we got to talk about this past Saturday's game against the Denver Broncos. Of course, a lot of the backups played, but it was an opportunity. It is an opportunity for us to see what these young guys are going to do this upcoming Saturday. Who, who's coachable? Who's able to, to take coaching, correct it, 
and then make another play when the opportunity is called. And speaking of a guy in, in Kellen Mond, he's a guy that has stood out to me this entire week in practice. Of course, he played the end of the second quarter last – well, he played from the end of the second quarter last Saturday, and he played the entire rest of the game. So seeing how he was able to pick up the speed of the game, that was positive, not for me, but for a lot of people, including head coach Mike Zimmer. Of course, he said you know, he wishes he can speed up his game a little bit, I saw him take another step in his career this past week, um, pulling the ball down when he has to, making decisions that he needs to, but more than, more importantly, taking coaching from Kirk Cousins. Kirk is a guy that's been in this league for, for a number of years now, and like you said, we'll see Kirk this Saturday, but you, you love to see some of these young guys attaching to some veterans, asking them questions, being in their ear, being in their pocket, trying to understand the game. Last week, 33-6 lost against the Denver Broncos. Granted, they had their first-team offense out there pretty much the, the first two, two, two to three quarters. That's a good look for these young guys. At the same time, we, we got to understand that once week one, week two, week three rolls around and, hey, a starter goes down and gets banged up, we, we expect you to play at, play at the same level, if not better, than the guy that was in front of you. So great game reps for those guys. But y- your thoughts on – this Denver Broncos game this past Saturday. I know we're, we're, we're past that, but we, we got to talk about it one more time. Not many positives, Gabe, to be honest. I know you brought up Kellen Mond, and I really saw a change in his game from the first half to the second half and uh, the way he was really just had so much more confidence in the second half compared to his first couple drives there in the second quarter. I think he got a talking to from Mike Zimmer in the locker room, and that definitely had something to do with it. But uh, you forget that Kellen Mond only had three practices due to being on the COVID list before this game. So for him to really go out there and take command of the huddle and, and show some progression throughout the game is probably one of the positives that you'll take from this game. But other than that, there there really aren't many positives. Like the defense, there were a ton of errors on the defense from the secondary really choking on a play, which was an 80-yard touchdown to K.J. Hamler. It looked like it was a safety breakdown uh, for Cameron Bynum, one of the rookies on the team. But Cameron Dantzler, also a second-year corner who the Vikings are expecting big things out of, he cannot let that happen um, to that caliber of wide receiver. That's who he's going to be playing against throughout the season. So uh, I did see some highlights of that play, and K.J. Hamler ran like a freaking track star. So it's not all their fault, but – uh, it just plays like that. They can happen. You got to get them out of your system. And then on the offensive side of the ball, the real error, the, the big thing for me was the offensive line. I mean, you wanted to see some of these guys come together, and I don't care if they're starters or backups. You really want to see these guys uh, get some cohesion out there and, and really not make errors like a penalty when the quarterback's in the end zone resulting in a safety early on in the game. So, Uh, I really want to see some improvement on the offensive line from the younger players to the veterans, and I want to see some of these young defensive backs really learn from looking at the tape with Andre Patterson and Mike Zimmer this week in practice. Yeah, those are are great points. And in addition to looking at the tape, they'll have an opportunity to look at some starters and some veterans, get some quality reps against the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday, like we said before in this podcast. And I'm more interested to see how Kirk does with arguably – well, essentially the same offense that he had last year. I know we're still trying to figure out the left tackle position, but his guys are there. Adam Thielen's there. Justin Jefferson is there. Dalvin Cook is there. Now you got K.J. Osborne, who we'll get to later in the show. What does that look like? How does he connect with a, a tight with Irv Smith Jr.? It, does, does that translate from practice to the game? 
in a game situation well? Like, how does all that translate? We've been big on all these guys on offense this offseason. Who's going to be wide receiver three? Irv, KJ, TC, 8-3, Tyler Conklin. They've all stepped up, even Amir Smith-Marset. So how does that look? How is that going to fare in? And I think those are some questions that we should we, we all want to get answered on the offensive side of the ball. But more but like you all like you just said, the defensive side of the ball is probably the biggest question mark, right? Like how do all those guys gel? That's gonna be a question mark going forward. But this offense, hey, we've we've seen we, these a lot of these same guys have been in the locker room all of last season. These same guys were a top five offense last year. Can we build on that? Would you agree? I totally agree, Gabe, and a lot of people forget that Clint Kubiak is calling plays for the first time in his career uh, these past two preseason games, so it's really a good uh, preparation for him as the Vikings offensive coordinator this year. He's learned from the best, and his dad, one of the best offensive coordinators of of all time in in NFL history, but I really want to see what Clint Kubiak dials up for Nerv Smith Jr. and uh, the tight ends. Maybe he goes with two tight ends on the field at the same time. I, I love that look. I love what the Patriots used to do with that look um, a few years back when they had all the tight ends there. I think the Vikings have the personnel to do some things like that and really change it up with gadget guys like Amir Smith-Marset and obviously K.J. Osborne, who you'll hear later on in this show, he's going to tell you he can line up anywhere on the field, Gabe. So uh, before we get to the defense, I'm very excited to, to see kind of how Clint Kubiak dials up all the chess pieces to this offense. Yeah, that's a great point. He, he had a press conference earlier this week where he said it was cool just – well, Clint Kubiak had a press conference earlier this week where he said it was it was a really good feeling being able to call plays and being be in the thick of things and understand, you know, certain downs and situations. Uh, it's, it's new for a coach. Like, while players are trying to get accustomed to a, to their new team, per se, it, when, a, when a coach gets a promotion or a coach moves to a different position – it's a new learning experience for him. So it was it was a good perspective hearing that from Clint Kubiak. But moving to the defensive side of the ball, how does this secondary fare? On paper, we look really good. On paper, this should be a top two defense like McKenzie Alexander said a couple of weeks ago. But how does all that shake up when you have an offense that you haven't game planned against or some guys that you haven't practiced against? How do you match up against those guys? And that would be interesting to see. Of course, Carson Wentz is not playing. Sam Ellinger, who, who everyone has been high on from the Indianapolis Colts, he'll probably get the start. So I think the biggest thing is how do you build your confidence against a young quarterback who who's still trying to figure things out? Like this is the opportunity to, to build that confidence. And if you're a, a Eric Kendricks or Anthony Barr, you're, you're licking your chops right now. Like this guy doesn't know what he's supposed to do. So I'm expecting Pat P or some of those guys to – to to have a big day, and we'll see we'll see how it shakes up because they got some good receivers over there over there also, but it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, Gabe. I, if you look at the inception of US Bank Stadium, rookie quarterbacks do not fare well <laughs> playing with these Vikings fans at full force. I, I know it's a preseason game, but like you said, I want to see the starters play in this game. I want to see Daniil Hunter back out on the field. Michael Pierce is raring to go, and I want to see the pass rush really get after the quarterback and see how it really helps some of these young defensive backs get comfortable in the game and get kind of just get settled out there, and I want to see them together making plays. I, I think that this defensive back unit is so much 
deeper than it was last year when you add veterans like Patrick Peterson and Brashad Breeland. And obviously, Mackenzie Alexander is is now a veteran as well, which I it's kind of crazy. I remember when he was drafted. But uh, you have these young guys like Cameron, uh, Cameron Dantzler and young cornerbacks who need to learn from some of these veterans. And I think that depth, I want to see these guys really get comfortable out there and not have a mistake like last week happened out on the field. A guy who's looking to make the most of his opportunity, year two wide receiver from the University of Miami, K.J. Osborne. Let's get to the interview. All right, now joining Vikings Vantage, wide receiver K.J. Osborne. K.J., what's going on, man? How you doing? Good, good. No complaints. Well, like I started Assault with, you have been the talk of the town. You have been the guy we've all been saying like, okay, th- this this is the guy. And coming into, um, I guess, just training camp, mini camp, and so on and so forth, we, we were looking for, well, the, the obvious question was, who's going to be that wide receiver three or that, or that wide receiver outside of, you know, 18-19 and JJ that's going to step up? And you've answered a lot of those questions. What's, what's propelled you to this point? I think just my mindset. Um, coming out of last year, since that last game in Detroit, you know, I'm like, you know, year two going to be different. Um, so, you know, I've been working my butt off as I have been, you know, my whole life. Um, and, you know, the when I got ready to go to OTAs, you know, I'm going to make sure I'm ready. You know, I'm coming in there, you're like, you know, all right, you know, it's time to go. It's time to work. You know, you made it to the NFL, but, you know, let's stay there. Let's be there. Let's let's thrive, and make plays, you know, things like that. So um, being just my mindset, second year in, learning the playbook, you know, getting the comfort with my teammates and everything like that, um, that's definitely helped me. Yeah, looking at practice and seeing you, I mean, you're making highlights all over the field. It seems like the second year of training camp has been much different than the first, just like how comfortable you are out on the field. So for you, what's been the biggest difference, training camp year one and then training camp year two? Well, uh, training camp year one, you know, this is our first time here. So I was just in here, you know, with the COVID year. So that was, you know, just getting on the grass with my teammates, um, you know, just not running the plays, you know, not, you know, not looking off the iPad. Uh, so it was a little different. You know, I was just trying to, you know, feel my way around and, you know, learn. Um, you know, as a rookie, you know, I'm not, I'm not really speaking. I'm, I'm learning. I'm asking questions. I'm asking questions to Adam and my coaches about the offense to the defense, you know, learn the NFL, um, learn the speed of the game and everything like that. Um, and again, you know, got a year under my belt. You know, I worked my butt off all year on scout team. Um, so, you know, when this opportunity presented itself, you know, I was ready and, uh, it's it's time to go, it's time to play ball. Man, uh, you went to, you went to uh, Buffalo, University of Buffalo. Let me say that right. You be and not be you. You went to University of Buffalo uh, for three seasons, transferred to Miami. Um, and then we heard about this name. Okay. KJ Osborne is is, going to be this guy. Um, like you said, year one passes, uh, not the year that you wanted. This off season is the off season that we all were expecting from you, but, before we got here, you were training in Miami at House of Athlete. You're training with some some top-notch wide receivers, uh, JJ, um, Stefan Diggs, just to name a few. What did that do for you and your progression, understanding that you had already got one year under your belt and you had played some some meaningful football before then? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was huge for me. Um, I, that was huge for me, just being in South Florida, like you said, being around JJ, being around Diggs. Um, I've, I've said it before, a guy that took me under his wing, Jarvis Landry. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just just talking to those guys, talking ball, and even guys that don't play my position, uh, Leonard Fournette, um, you know, uh, Kenny Galladay, you know, guys just around the league, just guys who've had success. Um, again, I'm always, you know, open for questions, so I ask questions all day long. You can ask 
Juice asked him questions all day long. We talked, you know, on the field, off the field. Um, JJ, Adam, um, you know, I just wanted to grasp it all in. And, you know, I take that, you know, I, I really listen. And I take that, you know, what we talk about on the field, off the field, and I take that, you know, onto the field. And I remember that, you know, when I come back to Minnesota, you know, what I was doing in February, what I was doing in April, and, um, and I apply it. And, I, and, you know, it's worked out and it's, it's helping me get better. And we still share film. Um, you know, back and forth talking, you know, we talking ball, just trying to get better. What do you think separates your game from anybody else who's come in here and tried to fill that wide receiver three spot? I feel like it's a spot that's been open for the taking for a couple of years now. And it's, it's been uh, Ola BC in some spots, Chad Beebe in some spots. What makes you different than all of the other players on this roster? The hair. Oh, other than the hair. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I kind of get some Cordero vibes when you're turning on special teams. And obviously you're a big body wide receiver, but uh, what separates you? What, what makes you you? Not, not Cordero. What makes you you? I think, I think my versatility. Um, and in this offense, I can play the X. I can play the Z. I can play the F. Um, in personnel, I can play the Y. I can play the H. Um, and that's one of the things I pride myself on. Knowing all the positions, so I can I can get thrown in anywhere. Um, I can you know I have the speed to catch the long ball. You know I'm a smart player, so I can catch things in the you know in the middle end zones. You know underneath beat man to man. Um, so I think just my versatility. You know just being a chess piece, being somebody that's reliable, um, and I, I can be moved around. And I can be trusted. So I think that's that's something that that makes me unique. Um, being able to to be able to put me in anywhere and I can get the job done. Right. Man, just speaking of, you know, what makes you you on the field, I got to go off the field. I mean, being from Michigan, uh, going to IMG Academy, just the, the story of who KJ Osborne is. Who are you off the field for, for fans who don't know? Right. I'm a I'm a blue collar guy. Um, and I, I get that from my parents. Um, a tremendous. I come from a tremendously hardworking family. Um, my mom, my dad, you know, all my, all my brothers and sisters um, raised in the church. You know, God first. You know, I'm. I'm extremely blessed to be in this situation um, and, and, and humble and somebody that's hungry. You know, again, I'm, I'm very humble. And I, I, I try to work. I try to learn. You know, my ears are open. Um, rather, I, I, young, I learn from young guys. I learn from older guys. Um, but, but a blue-collar guy, you know, I, I keep my head down and um, I try to get the job done. I'm a, I'm a bottom-line guy. That's one of my college coaches said, mm. black and white. You know, you either you did it or you didn't. Um, so, you know, that's, that's how I, I, I kind of try to live my life and, uh get the job done. I, I believe I talked to you right after you were drafted by the Vikings. And I was told that, weren't you pursuing like a criminal justice degree or something like that? You still I doing am. that? Yep. I just finished one class and uh, next off season, I'll finish my last class to uh, wow. get my master's in criminal justice. Wow. wow. Congrats, man. Like, Thank you. Thank you. where's the Dalvin picture? You got to get something like that. Huh? <laughs> I hear that, man. But uh, I mean, just, just from, playing top level competition since high school, IMG Academy. We all know, we know all the names that that's come out of there to, you know, playing at Buffalo, Miami, one year in the NFL. What was that moment? When was that moment for you that, that, that you said, okay, I think I can play in this league. Mm -hmm. And as far as the NFL, it was last year on scout team, you know, on scout team, you know, working and uh you know even i was at buffalo and i registered as a as a freshman i'm going against the ones so you know scout team you know you're going against the ones right and you have a success against them and i'm going home and i'm i'm lining up as Devontae Adams when we play the packers i'm lining up as these other team number one so i'm getting our number one corners or double teams or whatever and when i'm beating these guys or you know when i'm doing good i'm going home and i'm looking at 
I'm like, you know, this is my first team defense. You know, I can I can play ball. You know, um, you know, I'm gonna you know learn the system and learn the NFL and you know uh, go through this rookie year and you know do what I got to do, control what I can control. But you know, I can play in this league and I can, I can play ball. You know, so I'm doing it on scout team. I didn't that whole last year wasn't a waste and I didn't take those those reps for granted. And I was trying to get better every day, all 17 weeks. Um, and I think that was when I, when I realized, you know, it's one thing I tell young guys, it's, it's about confidence. Um, this thing is all about confidence. And then you'll be able to relax. You can go make those plays that you made in college when you were the man or, or make in high school because you're relaxed, not thinking, and you're just playing ball. You're worried about your routes. And, um, and that's when it becomes fun. And that's what I, I learn out here every day. Um, and I'm going against Pat Peak, going against Breland. Um, there's just such a high level, especially going with the ones. Like, I love it because it's so hard, but it's fun. And that's right. what you got to love about the game. Like, you got to be on your A game or you're going to get beat, you know? So um, I, that's what I really love about the game. Do, do you think, I mean, I said, I mean, you don't wish for anybody to get injured, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, but that's the league that we play in. But thank God that JJ is perfectly fine. But right. taking those precautionary measures, you know, keeping him out, do you think that was beneficial for you actually getting those reps I guess as as the starting Z in some of those opportunities, he's back and he's healthy. But those few days last week, right? I, I think so. Um, it, it wasn't really something I was really too concerned about um, okay. as far as you know his injury. I knew he was going to be back. Um, but for me, it doesn't really matter who I go against. Um, every route I try to run, I try to run it against as if it's the best person that's ever going to guard me. Whether I'm going against a high school kid, if I'm out there against, <laughs> that I'm trying to run the best route that, you know, somebody's ever going to guard me. So, um, but I will say, you know, being out there with the ones, being out there with Kurt, um, making plays, you know, he's throwing me the ball, you know, earning his trust, uh, earning the trust of my teammates. Um, I think that's been big for me. And um, you know, I, I can't wait for, for AJ to come back and, you know, we tag team him and, and add him and, you know, everybody, you know, get the game back together and we get rolling. <laughs> You're talking about earning Kirk's trust. And I feel like he really has trusted you this camp. Like you can see it when he, when just the way he is, during the, the snap and after the snap and the way he celebrates with you after a big play at practice. So what really has gone into that relationship with Kirk? Cause it seems like it's really been built from where it was last year. I just try to get in there and do everything right. I just yeah. try to do my job. Um, he know, notices those things. I know he does. Yeah. And I just try to, I just try to do my job. Um, you know, obviously I didn't play offense last year, so I don't. I didn't really have a connection with Kurt. Obviously, he's a he's a great guy, great guy on the field, great guy off the field. Um, but I just try to go in there and do my job. I try to get open, you know, try to get as open as possible for him. Um, I try to sit down in zones and be a smart player. And um, and Kurt is a great quarterback. You know, he finds me, and you know, and he finds me again. He finds me again. He's finds me again. And you, know, you just build a connection, and I can come up yeah. to him, and talk to him. You know, how do you like this? How do you like this? Or you know, we just communicate, and then that uh that connection builds. So. I just try to do my job and, you know, make his job easier. And I think uh, he's earned a little bit of my trust for that. Man, that's what's up. You you did hit on a point of you played zero snaps on offense last year. Predominantly all of your snaps were on special teams being at the punt return position. Um, I'd be remiss by saying you probably didn't want last year as the punt returner to be your year. What you put on film last year, you, you would say like, okay, I can do a lot better than that. And I, I've, see, I've seen that. I've seen that this camp. So – Talk about that transition now of being more comfortable as a punt returner. It's just, it's just confidence. You know, I'm not out there thinking. Um, you know, Coach Fick has, has made that, you know, uh, very easy for me as, as well as Coach Steep. Um, just the communication with them. You know, I'm not, I'm not thinking so much. And, you know, what about this or what about this or worried about making a mistake. I'm just out there playing ball. I'm, I'm comfortable. 
um, you know, kind of like I, like I was in college, you know, when I'm back there, I'm trying to take it to the house. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to create a big play. I'm trying to get the crowd going, the momentum, get our offense in good field position. Um, because those are really big plays. And a lot of that hidden yardage um, is huge, you know, that a lot of people don't even really notice. Um, but I think it's just just confidence and, you know, just getting my swag back and you know, just going out there and, and playing ball. You know, when I pop a big one, um, you know, it'll, it'll come back and, you know, we can get rolling. Last one for me, uh, like looking at Adam Thielen's trajectory, kind of where he started and where he now is, it's unbelievable what he's been able to do. His story's been covered a thousand times, but he was a player who also didn't get many reps um, his first couple of years on offense. He had to earn it on special teams. So do you ever like talk to him and, and say, I want to follow that exact same path? Definitely, definitely. And I was, um, I talk to him about it all the time. And it, it, it's amazing um, you know, to see where he's, where he's came from. Um, you know, a tryout guy, practice squad for two years. You know, some people give up after that. Yeah. You know, practice squad for two years, earn the special teams role, and, you know, just climbing and climbing to, you know, to where he is now. Blocked um, a few punts. Fantastic. He blocked some punts, man. Blocked punts. <laughs> he, he done kick return. He's been everywhere. And, and one thing about Adam, you know, this weekend, in this past, the past two weeks, you know, he's been in a couple of those special teams meetings. He yeah. spoke you know, to the special teams guys. He speaks to receivers because, you know, he's been there. And that's something that's, you know, so special about him, you know, and where he's where he's been, you know, talking to the guys. You know, he's been in, you know, every seat in the room, as well as Coach Cardell, which is which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and they talk about that stuff and the importance of it. So, um, yeah, definitely. That would, that would be awesome. Yeah, that, that says a lot about the character of Adam. That says a lot about the character of Keenan. Um, I think just having those two guys as leaders, of course, Keenan is the coach, but having those two guys as leaders in the room, I think that it, it's an echo of what the entire room looks like. So my last question, we, we know what you've done during the preseason. We know what you've done during the offseason. We've seen the maturation. We've seen the growth in year two. What can fans expect heading into the regular season and beyond? They can expect a playmaker. Um, somebody, again, who's going to make plays, who's going to be consistent. Um, somebody who's going to score touchdowns and, and, and be reliable. Um, every day I try to come out here. My, my, my saying is keep stacking days. Um, whether I have a good day or a bad day, I forget about it. I erase it. And the next day I come back, you know, 100% charged up, juice, and, and ready to go to make another play. Um, so that's the mentality I'm going to keep all season is just, just keep stacking days, keep stacking practices, keep trying to get better. You know, when those lights come on, you know, I did my work during the week. And, you know, out there on Saturday, it's just time to perform and what I've done all week. So that's making plays, um, you know, being reliable on third down, making big blocks, you know, to, to spark Dalvin and making plays down the field. Just be a playmaker and uh, help my team win. And, you know, our ultimate goal is, you know, get that Super Bowl. AJ, always a pleasure, man. Um, I can tell you, you are very motivated just based off of the morning mows on oh, yeah. uh, Instagram. So oh, yeah. if you're not following, go ahead, go ahead. I got, I got to get my people going. That's, I've been doing that a little bit over a year now. Uh, just trying to get, just trying to get my people going. You know, I know it's other people that need motivation out there. Everybody has, you know, tough days. You want to roll over, you want to press snooze, uh, get up. And I just try to, you know, get going and motivate you, you know, give you a little extra juice to, to get your day going. I love it. I love it. KJ Osborne, you'll be hearing this name a lot this year. Appreciate you joining Vikings Vantage, man. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Well, KJ, he, he does not lack confidence. Uh, the, a lot of that confidence is quiet, which is something that I respect about him because he's not as boastful with it. He understands his style. He understands his play. And he's going to make sure whoever's going against him feels that. So expecting a 
big, big year two for him. I had no idea that he got zero snaps on offense last year. So this is this is he new made for- that known. He told you. He told you, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and defenses don't care about that. And I think he knows that also. Defenses don't care that you you didn't play on the field last year. You're on the field now. So what are you going to do against our top nickel guy or our, our top uh, backside corner? This is this is going to be a lot of fun seeing his progression heading into year two. I really think he can take a big jump, and I loved his answer when I was asking him how familiar he is with Adam Thielen and what he went through uh, to get where he is today. And Adam was one who really took some time. He had to really earn his stripes on this team. And when you hear K.J. Osborne talk about being on the scout team last year and playing as Devontae Adams in practice (laughs) – he Same took number. those reps. He took them seriously. He, he wasn't taking those reps just to help out the team. He was trying to show who he can be and that maybe he could be a Devontae Adams someday. You can't rule it out for any of these guys. I'm sure that Adam Thielen was ruled out a thousand times when he was trying to take those strides and those steps. So K.J. Osborne is one that he worked out in the offseason with some of the best wide receivers in the NFL. These guys like him. They trust him. So let's see what kind of step he can take in this Vikings offense in year two. I love how he approaches the game. Let me put it that way. His his mindset towards the game is like a veteran, and you, you have to have that mindset. And I credit that mindset to his upbringing first and foremost, but also having a guy like Adam Thielen and Keenan McCardell, in which he mentioned, um, the sky's the limit for him. If he, if he wants to have a breakout year, the opportunity is right in his face. I think the punt return job is for his for him to lose. So if he really wants that job and he really settles down and lets the game come to him, I think he can be a game changer in that position. And then when he gets in on offense, we'll already know what to expect. They will find a way to get him the ball if he is an elite punt returner like he says he wants to be. If if you can make a play with the ball, even on special teams, they'll figure out a way to, to give you the ball on offense. So it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be exciting. Um, like we talked about before, this is the biggest dress rehearsal of the year. Not sure how much these starters will play in Kansas City next week but here we are now one day away from the biggest preseason game of the year I'm expecting a lot of intensity I'm expecting the crowd to be lively I'm expecting the fans to be hyped the players to be hyped and this will feel the the closest thing we we know to a, a regular season game heading into uh, week one at Cincinnati so Corso final thoughts final thoughts do not start out slower. Mike Zimmer will not be happy with how last game went. I want to see this team start out strong on both sides of the ball. Offense, I want to see what Kirk does uh, out on the field if he's obviously playing on, on Saturday night. But I want, I want to see if he can get everybody involved. And I want to see what the tight end group is going to do uh, because this is a big year for those young tight ends. I really want to see what that unit is going to look like without Kyle Rudolph being here with the Vikings. On the defensive side of the ball, I want to see the pass rush get going early. I want to see Mike Zimmer dial up some blitzes, and I want to see them get to the quarterback. I want to see a trick play. I know it's still preseason. Oh, I like that. And chances are we might not see it, but I want to I want to see a trick play. We saw Justin Fields this past week do a, a rollout to the right, and the tight end was setting on was setting on the left side, and then he released – and it seemed like a trick play because nobody was over there. So I, I, I want to see Clint Kubiak dial up something that we're not used to seeing. We we don't know what to expect. We we know last week was very vanilla, not having any starters. But now that you got your guys that are going to make plays this year, can we can we dial up something fun? Because it's going to be almost it'll be over a month between tomorrow's game 
and then the first home game of the season on September 26th against the Seattle Seahawks. So you got to leave us with a last impression, Clint. On defensive side of the ball, like you said, I want to see the pass rush. I think they, after coming off a year where you, you only have 23 and a half sacks, I think you have to show us something in, in that regard on the defensive line. Like, can we stop the run? Can we get some sacks? Can we put some pressure on this rookie quarterback? What can we do to to establish our dominance? We know this. We know Zimmer's defenses have been known to be dominant since he's been here. Uh, since 2014, he's had a top 10. De- well, he's had a 11th overall defense his first year, and then it's been a top 10 defense ever since. So can we get back to, to playing ball the way we know? That That's going to include a lot of people. And I, I think that's depending on this defensive line. Can you let Eric Kendricks run free? Can Anthony Barr play the way Anthony Barr is used to playing? Can these can we get some some coverage sacks? Can we get some coverage interceptions? Uh, putting a pressure on the quarterback. Pat P gets a pit six, pick six. There, there's so many questions that I want to see answered this upcoming Saturday. I know the trick play is probably one that will not get answered, but it's, it's wishful thinking. But it's going to be fun. I'm excited. So excited to see the Purple Faithful out at U.S. Bank Stadium. Like I said, 7 p.m. this upcoming Saturday against the Indianapolis Colts. Also, fans, as a part of the Stay Safe Minnesota efforts, the Minnesota Vikings are partnering up with the state of Minnesota for another walk-up vaccination event this upcoming Saturday. So, Vikings fans, do not be alarmed when you see a vaccination site uh, right in front of U.S. Bank Stadium. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, more importantly, skull.